standard issue for all women. Welcome to a Jenny Off The Block special. That's right, an additional section. I was at the Edinburgh Fringe this week with the rest of the team and I took the opportunity to meet up with Paula Maguire, who is someone I've known from the internet. Uh, That's how cool I am. For a while now, actually, we caught up to chat about her incredible challenge that she's about to undertake, which is to swim around the entire coast of mainland Britain. We talked about her anxiety problems and how she's used sport as a way of overcoming those we talked about her challenge and we talked about some of my old challenges as well because you know i've done a few of those too it's absolutely brilliant she's so incredibly inspirational have a listen hope you enjoy it you play ball like a girl go on do one kid jenny off the blocks i am here with paula mcguire who is a what are you Paula you are a motivational speaker uh, and a writer and various other things Paula first came to my attention five years ago now roughly thereabouts when I was doing I might have mentioned once or twice that I've tried all the Olympic sports anyway at the same time Paula he's from Glasgow was trying all the Commonwealth sports in time for the Commonwealth Games so we sort of chatted about that and sort of feel a bit like I know you over over the years that have followed, but I've never actually met Paula before, so this is very exciting. So you've gone on from doing this Commonwealth Challenge and various other things have happened between now and then. Tell us a bit about why you got involved in this Commonwealth Challenge in the first place and how that's led on to what you're doing now. Yeah, like like you say, it's lovely like it's lovely to finally meet you because I know your face <laughs> from all the Olympic sports and you kind of kept me going Aww. while I was trying trying the, the 17 sports. Not so many as in the Olympics, thank God. <laughs> I missed out quite a lot of the ones that you've, that you've already tried. I started doing the, the Commonwealth Sports mainly as a really, really selfish thing. So I started it to try to re-engage with the world, to try to get myself back into the world again. At the time, I was 30, 31, and I'd got to the point in life where, you know, as, as everybody does, that I couldn't leave the house <laughs> anymore. So I had really bad social anxiety, really bad mental health, um, depression, everything that comes along with that. And I'd, I'd had that since... You know, for as, as long as I can remember. But it started to really impact on my life. So I had started cutting friends out. I couldn't really leave the house on my own. Um, I would go to my work and I would come back and that would be me. I couldn't answer the phone. I couldn't, I couldn't eat in public. There were just so many things that I didn't feel able to do anymore because they brought me stress and, and brought the, the panic attacks on. So the Commonwealth Challenge was kind of me just saying, right, this is my last chance to do something for myself, to become the adult that I thought that I would be, to, you know, to to engage with life again and, and just to be back out in the world. So we, we set up a blog called Paula Must Try Harder as a bit of a nod to my PE teachers because they always wrote on my PE report cards, Paula Must Try Harder, because I never, ever tried a sport. And I know like you, you were just not into sport at all. Now you are the sporting goddess that I see in in front of me. But I had, you know, I hadn't learned to ride a bike when I was young. I was terrified of water, so I'd never learned to swim. And I just managed to avoid doing sport. So this seemed like a great way of just getting back out there, starting to meet people and maybe helping my mental health along the way. I know with the Olympics thing, I felt 
I didn't really have social anxiety, but I was probably a bit more shy or probably a bit less outgoing. And I did find that it really, you know, taking yourself out of your comfort zone or whatever, like, it is a very helpful thing to do for a lot of reasons. And I found it really helped me. How did you feel that the challenge sort of changed you? I now see, and it sounds so ridiculous and maybe a bit reductive, but I see now that sport and adventure saved my life. I was on the path to either hospitalisation or doing something drastic because there just didn't seem any other way out of the situation that I was in. Being able to go out and to, to just scare myself every single day. You know, I, I was terrified to go out and learn to ride a bike because I had to ask people for help and and that was skills that I just had never built up. So everything was frightening for me. Every Every tiny little aspect of it was frightening for me. But it helped me to put that into context. I'd never really had perspective over the fear before because I'd never challenged it. I found answering the phone as terrifying as running from a bear. I didn't know what I was meant to be frightened of anymore. I just had no context. So when I went out and I realised that these things that I had been so terrified of for such a long time, of basically making a fool of myself and of people having a bad opinion of me, just weren't as scary as... as the thought, the, th- the fear of them was, you know, and and it is a cliche that, um, you know, fear is is the biggest fear itself, you know, that you're that you're not frightened of, of anything, you're just making yourself feel that, and I do really believe that that's true because now I don't really <laughs> I don't really get frightened of things anymore. Now, when I'm frightened, I call it excitement. It's the same feeling. I get the same butterflies and the same nervous energy and things, but I frame it in a really positive way because I have experience of being frightened. I have experience of challenging that. And so far, I've always won. So what you're doing now is incredible. You couldn't swim until how long ago is it? About two and a half weeks ago. (laughs) I can pinpoint the date. I think it was the 25th of July that I learned learned to swim this year. So you can pinpoint when you learned to swim, which is less than a month ago, two and a half weeks ago. And then in April next year, you are going to swim around the coast of mainland Britain. Why in God's name would you do that? Do you know, that's a question that I ask myself pretty much every day now. It's a culmination of so many things. Water has always been one of my biggest fears. I scalded myself with boiling hot water when I was about 18 months old. And, well, I don't remember it. Obviously, it's messed with my mind. And the fear just manifested itself in a fear of open water, of large bodies of water. So I'm not afraid to shower, which I've been asked before. Um, I'm (laughs) I'm aquaphobic, but I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not afraid of running water. I'm, I'm afraid of, you know, I couldn't walk over bridges. I couldn't go near a particularly big puddle. You know, I was really threatened by by bodies of water and it just feels like this is the last one that I really need to conquer that I really need to go out and just and just prove that it's possible to overcome a phobia so I've been I've been learning as you say I did the the Glasgow 2014 sport so I had to start learning to swim as part of that and it took a long time you know we're, we're five years down the road now four years down the road and and I've taken loads of phobia lessons and things just to get myself even to like step into the shallow end of a pool because I'd never done that before. Um, and now I'm at the point that, as, as I said, two and a half weeks ago, I, I finally put the breathing into my front crawl and, and I'm a swimmer now. And it just seems like this is something that, that I should do. You know, when you get one of those ideas that it just comes to you and you think, and it, 
it just doesn't go away. You wake up in the morning thinking about it. You go to sleep at night thinking about it. And that's what happened when I when I thought about swimming around Britain. And no one has ever attempted it. So surely somebody's got to. So no one's ever done this before? Mm-hmm. No one has ever even set out to do it, as far as I know. Sean Conway, the adventurer, um, in 2013, he did Lands End to Johnny Groats, and he's been fantastic. He's been on the phone telling me about the things, that the barriers that, that he came up against and you know trying to help me get round them. He's been amazing and he's really excited which is so kind of him that I'm going to try and do his bit and then add another another side onto it but yeah nobody's nobody's ever done it before so as and when I do it I'll be the first person to have done it and I'll also be the first woman to have done Land's End to Johnny Groats so it's it's quite a big big undertaking but loads to play for. That is absolutely huge. I'd, I hadn't even actually realised how I just thought it was nuts in itself, but the fact that no one else has actually even attempted it. Does that worry you? It worried me for a couple of weeks. And I say that because I only gave myself a few weeks to worry. When I told my family and friends, I said, you have the next two weeks. And I told them a date that you have this few weeks and you can tell me all the pitfalls and you can tell me all the negatives and you can you know, tell me what I'm up against. After that date, there's no negativity because I need to go into this really, really positive. I need to go into it confident and not letting any doubt into my mind. So now I'm not worried about anything. I'm going to mitigate all the risk that I possibly can. I have a really healthy respect for the sea. You know, I know that I'll be I'll be frightened jumping in that first day, but it's something that I can cope with. I have all the you know the mental tools to get by. I'm training myself physically to do it, and I truly believe that we can train ourselves to do any of these big you know people have done big endurance events and it's you yourself have cycled for a long time um we can train ourselves to do things that we didn't believe were possible and i think that um as long as i go in with the right attitude and the right support and the right people around me that i'm going to smash this actually i do think it's really important i got really bored before i went to america with people saying don't you think that's really dangerous? Or, or when I got to America, people just saying, like, worse things than that, basically. <laughs> uh, uh, let's not dwell on that. Uh, but it's... Yeah, and I... And, and it gets inside your head. And I think once it's in there, it's very hard to get it out again. So I think that's the right... Definitely the right attitude to take. You're not doing it unsupported, are you? No, no, not at all. Um, although my dad thought until three weeks ago, I think, that I was doing it unsupported and he was really terrified. And then when I told him, no, there's going to be, you know, a support boat and crew and possibly a kayaker and my husband, Jerry, is going to be on land doing it. You know, I'm going to be surrounded by people yeah. who know what they're talking about. So um, so I will be OK. I know that all I need to do is swim. And I can do that now. So it's fine, it's a long, it's a long way. But um, mentally... I feel really prepared for this. And I think, as you say, it's the mental side of things that, that really can sink, sink you. You know, God, that's, that's a ter- terrible thing to say. But it is the mental side of things that, that really damage people's attempts. So I think that um, I'm in the right place and the people that I have around me are in, are in the right place as well. And I think it is very much like, and you'll find this a lot, I'm sure, when you go into a day of doing something, I found, like, if I... For example, hills, right, on a mm, bike. Horrific. Fucking annoying. <laughs> you look at a hill and you're like, oh, I can't do that. And I never could. I, ne- I could never do it. Uh-huh. Whereas if I went into it, I was just like, well, I'm just going to start and see how I get on. And like, if I can like, get off and push my bike at any point. You know, obviously you can't push. <laughs> 
the sea <laughs> as such but you know you, yeah. you got options you got a crew there you know whatever and I always found that if I just attempted it it was alright yeah. and it was when I was like I can't do it I can't do it and then I couldn't do it and I think it is a lot of it is all in your head so you're training mm-hmm. first of all what kind of training are you doing how much of it are you doing how much time is it taking up also are you doing any mental training for it? Are you, do you like? Do you have anyone that you're talking to about it to prepare yourself mentally? At the minute, as I say, so I'm, I'm still I'm, I'm still taking swimming lessons. Mm. Um, I have an amazing swimming coach, Robert, who in Scotland does all the open water events and things mm. like that. So he he's fabulous, and he he really knows the psychology of of swimming and about overcoming phobias and things. So he's been fab for me. He's been really really great. I'm in the gym and things like that. You know, doing all the the cardio and the horrible horrible weights but not as much maybe as I should be so that's that's kind of still to come yeah I don't want to you know over egg it (laughs) I like your attitude Jen but the the mental side of things I I'm really in a place now that I can talk myself around from a lot of things which is great Sports Scotland have been great and are offering me sessions with their psychologist which obviously I'm going to take up because he's dealt with you know a lot of big athletes and big endurance events but I I feel like I've been my own therapist over the last couple of years and I would never suggest to anyone that that therapy and counselling is not useful you know I've done it for a long time and it would be the first protocol for anyone who's struggling with anxiety and things for me getting out there and just doing things was the only thing that I could do so I've now got to my, got myself in, in the position that I, I can talk myself around from panic attacks. I know my trigger points and I know how to how to deal with them. I had my first panic attack in open water about a month and a half ago. And I came out, instead of feeling really down about it, I came out feeling like amazing, like superwoman, because I had managed to have a panic attack in water and brought myself round and survived it. So I know now that if I have a panic attack in water again, I have the experience to deal with that so it's just all about building on you know on the experiences and reminding yourself and really celebrating the successes so like I was saying earlier that I you know I have a triathlon medal from doing the Commonwealth sports and I wear it under my t-shirt sometimes because on particularly bad days it reminds me that you know that I can face things I couldn't swim when I did that triathlon I, I did it with a float like a child I I couldn't cycle properly and I couldn't really run and yet I've still got this medal telling me that, that I managed that. So when you've done that, answering the door isn't as, isn't as frightening anymore. So it's just about building on those successes. And I've, I've kind of built myself up to a point now that mentally I'm in a really strong place. And I feel like going forward, that'll, that'll just get better. How do you feel about all the progress you've made so far? I find it really difficult at times to think back because it seems like such a different life from then to now. Um, I sometimes call her old Paula when I'm trying to reference her because she doesn't feel like me. I feel like she should have a name because things have changed so much since then. Just for me and for my family and for everyone around me that was having to suffer me for, for 30 years, I am really ecstatic by how life is now and and there are days obviously when I have wobbles and I have the nerves come and things and and I do have to sit down and remind myself that the things that scare me now are so much bigger than the things that that scared me then this morning coming out to meet to meet you I had the butterflies and I had I had the nervous energy and and it all looks and and sounds like anxiety but now it's now it's excitement now it's now it's just so joyful. To <laughs> it's, it's lovely to. <laughs> I feel like I've known you for forever. Yeah, you. 
you have known me through all this anxiety, and now yeah. I'm, I'm kind of, I'd never say that I've beaten anxiety, you know, I would never say to anyone that I have the magic cure. I just know that anxiety is only a really small part of me now, and I always tell people that it it, it's not yeah. it's not you, it's not who you are. Paula is so much more than anxiety, and five, six years ago, I couldn't have said that. If you'd said to me, what... What kind of person are you five years ago? The first thing I would have told you is nervous. I'd have said nervous, anxious, shy, lacking in self-confidence. They would not have been kind or a nice person. None of that, because I thought that anxiety was my personality. So much so that I was terrified to lose it in case I became this monster that I didn't recognise anymore. So um, nowadays I recognise that anxiety is just a tiny part of me and it's just a tiny part of every anxiety sufferer it tries to convince you that it's you that it's the biggest thing the biggest part of you it's not i you everyone is bigger than than fear and once you start to recognize that in yourself and that you are stronger than it and that you can quieten it at any point it gives you so much power back over it people put women in boxes all the time but do you think that people put other people in boxes and then actually it takes you really until you're an adult to realise, no, that's not actually, no, that's not who I am. I'm not scared. I'm not this. And you you kind of have to take yourself out of that box. Do you think that's sort of what you've done? Absolutely. I think that we, as a species, just really like to label people because it helps us to, to manage people's personalities in our heads. I nowadays would never say that, you know, a good person or a bad person. Every day I have the potential to be either. Mm. I just choose which way I'm going, and I think that's the same for, for everyone. Some days I am anxious, you know, but um, that's not the person that I am. You know, I'm, I'm Paula. I'm Paula must try harder, if you like. That's more than one facet of my personality. I think we do really try and just boil people down. We're so reductive, you know. We try and make someone one thing, and we, we tell ourselves stories about that person to, you know, just to back that up, to support that that hypothesis about them, instead of just seeing that our actions, you know, day-to-day can be really different and how we are day-to-day can be, you know, sometimes I'm a moody cow, sometimes I'm lovely. That doesn't make me one or the other. I'm just, like everyone else, a person that's trying to get through life the best the best I can. got a husband and your family, I assume, are all very supportive of, of what you've done. Have you found anyone who has struggled with you getting better? I have crazily lost a lot of friends over the last few years. While I have thought that my progress has been really great and that I've been becoming a better, stronger, happier person, a lot of people really struggled to deal with that, as you say, because we do, we put the people in our lives in, in a place in our lives and I was always the girl in the corner, the girl that you could rely on always to be there because she never went out the house, <laughs> the girl that you could rely on to, to fix your problems because you know she didn't have anything else to do with her time and, and not that I'm not that anymore but as soon as I started to build a life of my own people really struggled just to factor that change into their own into their own lives so i did lose lose a lot of friends most most people that that had seen how difficult things were for me as you say my my family have been incredible you know and just really really supportive jerry my husband has just been you know there every single day just taking photos and and cheering me on and it's been great but yeah there are people that just can't deal with you making a better better mental space for yourself and a better life for yourself and it took me a long time to recognize that that wasn't something that I could do anything about maybe it is just that they're in a different place and I don't that's not to say that they were wrong and maybe maybe we just didn't 
have a place for each other in life anymore and that's absolutely fine obviously I've made lots and lots of friends I'm sitting next to one at the minute Mm -hmm. through doing this and it's been incredible to just open up such a wider world for me so overall the balance is really positive but yeah I do I do miss some people so did it upset you that some people were not as supportive as they could have been yeah it really did and I think because at the time when I was doing all this, this stuff it was really difficult for me but you have to remember that I was also in a, mentally a really really bad place I was incredibly vulnerable put myself into situations every day that I didn't know the outcome of and and I had really low confidence as you know in self-esteem as anxiety and depression and things tend to do to people so I really felt like I needed those people that I'd that had been there to be my crutch, if you like, and to to bolster me in the way that I hoped that I had bolstered them through life. And when they went, it felt like I had pushed them away or... And it made me question whether what I was doing was the right thing because these people who I loved and who I really wanted to be there were saying to me that they no longer wanted to be around. And, and it, for a long time, it was... It was really sad for me and really, I felt really down on myself for that. But then, as I say, you have to realise that people just move on. That's that's life. And, and they were obviously in a different place from what I was. And that's just how, how things happen. And, and I've, I've built lots of lovely friendships through this that I hope will keep me going over the next couple of years. Well, how do you think sport helps you do this other than just sort of providing the context for the challenge? I genuinely think these days that sport should be prescribed medically just for mental health physically it changed me obviously because I was out every day for two years doing some sort of be it lawn bowls or you know javelin I was doing some sort of physical um, activity but mentally sport is just one of the most incredible things to to just bring you around for one thing it demands focus Mm. You know, you're focused on something that's outside of yourself, on something that, if, whether that be part of a team or, you know, even just the skill that it takes to do that particular sport. For that half an hour game or that hour cycle, you're just focused on getting yourself through it, on doing the right, like pedalling in the right direction, you know, doing, doing all those things. And for me, because I'd never learnt them before, that was a real focus. You know, I really had to concentrate. Before, before I knew it, I, you know, I'd picked up a new skill, but I'd also had an hour anxiety-free which for me was a miracle. I hadn't had that in so long. So sport for me is just, although it is physically healthy, for me it's just all about the mental health. It gets people outside, it gets people engaged with other people, which a lot of the time, particularly social anxiety, breaks that down, just makes you so frightened of other people's judgment that you can't connect with people anymore. It made me face those real terrifying fears of running about in lycra which yes. <laughs> no one should ever have to do but it's really good for the for the mental health because once you've done that you know you're like well I've been like running about in a leotard on a gymnastics floor and I'm 30 years of age there's you know there's nothing that can embarrass me now sport gives you that even if you're not good at it and that's that's kind of my my raison d'etre now is to get people even if they feel like they're rubbish at it, to go out and try it anyway. Nobody says you have to be Usain Bolt at running to be a runner. Just go out and do it. And if you're not enjoying sport, then you're doing the wrong sport. Do something else. There are so many things out there, so many activities that you can get engaged with, and I promise you they are incredible for your mental health. Oh, I absolutely agree with you. Um, and, and I think, you know, we just don't get... In our schools here, 
I don't know whether it's money or or what, but we don't offer children. And in our press, in our media coverage, we don't offer kids or adults like a wide range, you know, a, a full menu, as it were, of sports. So I think people just don't know what's out there. But actually, like, throwing yourself face first at a crash mat <laughs> as an adult is like, it's fun. You don't get to do that without sport because otherwise you'd be weird so you're going to do this incredible swim which is amazing when are you doing it what's when is this happening and what can people listening do how can they follow your progress and can they do anything to help you because six months that's a long time of your life to put on hold to do this so is there anything people can do to to assist you in any way well uh, as you mentioned that um i have a kickstarter for the film of the swim so we'll be making a documentary of and it's not just going to be me swimming for six hours a day you know there will be about the you know the mental health aspects of it and how i'm preparing and things like that so even if you're not into swimming hopefully it'll be quite an interesting piece to watch so there's a kickstarter the swim is called the big mad swim around britain as no one has ever done it before if you google it you'll probably find find me you can sponsor that you can get involved in that there's loads of little things that you can trinkets that you can take away from that i'm also doing it for the mental health foundation just to raise awareness and to raise some funds for the charity so you can sponsor me on just giving for that and you can just follow me on paulamustryharder.co.uk or pmustryharder on Twitter and social media and just cheer me on come down throw cake at me I'm starting I'm starting next April it's throw cake sponge (laughs) throw sponge cake at me Um, I'm starting next April hopefully around about the the 23rd St George's Day because I'm starting at Land's End and hopefully it'll take me until October or or less than that um, if all been well so just come down and, and follow me and, you know, not not follow me. You don't need to stalk me. Uh, come down and, you know, wave me on, cheer me on and, and just support me in that way. That'll make all the difference. How do you think you'll feel if and when, indeed, you finish this? You become the first ever person to swim around the coast of mainland Britain. I, I try every day to imagine it just for, you know, that kind of visualisation process to get me through it, to get me through all the tough days when, you know, nobody offers me a, a hand or, you know, I try to visualise what it will be like and try to imagine feeling, you know, the rock under my feet as I, as I step out back up to, to Land's End and hopefully family and friends will be there to to say, you know, well done, you've swam 1,800 miles in the last six months. And I think that it will just be... Obviously, I'll feel really, really proud, but I just I hope that I'll, I'll feel that it's been worth it, you know, that I've even just inspired one person to say, I can beat this anxiety, you know, I can go out the house today, I can I can answer the phone today because there's a nutcase out in that sea <laughs> who has just proved that you can live a really active, healthy adventurous, engaged life, Mm. even with mental health challenges, that's all I want to achieve. Even if something happens, if I get injured or the swim is, is, you know, rained off or whatever, even if only one person has seen that and said, do you know what, this, this is for me, this, if she can do this, then I can, you know, I can beat this, then it's all been worth it. You can follow Paula uh, on Twitter at P must try harder. And you can check out her website, as she's just said. Are you looking for people to join you at all? Do you need people to like help you out with legs of of the journey? People are always welcome to come and, yeah. and swim a bit of it. Um, Jen, I am I'm looking at you right now. Come and come and swim a mile of it with me. I'm also um, you know I'm looking I'm still looking for a boat. 
So if anyone has a, a spare boat that they... What, what kind of boat are you looking for? A boat that basically I can sleep on in between the tides because there will be times when, you know, I'm out for five hours and then we can't... There's no point in going back to land. I just need to sleep it off and then get back into the next tide. So I'll need a boat my crew and I to, to rest on. I have a rib that will be my kind of alongside my boat and I have lots of lovely kayakers who are going to come out and do you know a couple of a couple of weeks with me or a couple of days with me alongside me just to keep me safe and to keep me occupied to keep me amused yeah. but if anybody has you know a boat in six months <laughs> of their life to take off yeah. then get in touch and you can be part of this incredible adventure. Paula that is absolutely incredible that is a really incredible story all power to you we wish you the best of luck. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you so much. It's been lovely to meet you. It's been lovely to meet you too. That's all from our Jenny Off The Block special this week with Paula Maguire. If you like this, you might like Jenny Off The Block's the weekly segment on the Standard Issue podzine. We talk about women's sports. Sometimes we do interviews. We've got some coming up with Judy Murray and Claire Balding, which is pretty cool. I think we can all agree. If you want to get in touch with me, suggest a sport to cover, someone to talk to, or just to tell me I'm fabulous, please do. You can tweet me at InspireGen.